Hey everyone, welcome back to Music Marketing Monday. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're talking about how Spotify is drastically changing their royalty model in 2024. And if you're not subscribed, head to musicmarketingmonday.com or click the link in the show notes to subscribe and join 6,800 other music artists, managers, labels, etc., getting actionable music marketing advice sent to their inbox every single Monday. All right, so let's dive in. So as you might know, Spotify, uh, Spotify is a relatively fixed income to output model. People pay for subscriptions or they watch ads. That's money coming into the systems. But then people also generate streams. Spotify takes a 30% cut on whatever money comes in. And then Spotify divides up the remaining money by their, all the streams that happened that month in that country and then pays artists based on that. It's a relatively simple thing, but it basically means money's coming in from subscriptions or ads. Money goes out based on the number of streams. So that means to raise royalty payments for artists, you either need more money coming into the system or less streams happening in the system. You can't really control the amount of streams that happen. On, I mean, you could. You could tell people they can only stream 1,000 streams a month, um, but Spotify's not doing that, so you can't control that. They already did raise prices, um, but Spotify had another idea. Well, how about for 2024, we just reallocate how that money is paid out. Basically, a stream isn't a stream anymore. And there's three main ways that they're doing this. One is that songs are now required to have at least 1,000 streams per year before they start paying out royalties. Don't worry, we're going to be talking more about this. <laughs> Two, songs that receive 90% or more streams from fraudulent sources such as bots will receive a fine of $10 to the distributor or record label that distributed the song. Three, audio that falls into non-music noise content will require more than 30 seconds to count as a stream. So, and by the way, at more than 30 seconds, meaning regular songs will still be 30 seconds for, for a stream, but for non-music noise content, it'll take longer to count as a stream. Spotify estimates that these three changes will add $1 billion to the royalty pool over the next five years. So if we average that out, about $200 million a year over the next five years. Meaning artists unaffected by these three changes will get a pay raise because in each of those three changes, there's someone who's not making money, right? People who don't hit a thousand streams per year per song, songs that don't, or songs that have fraudulent streams and then non-music noise content. So that money isn't being just kept by Spotify. It's being redistributed to artists that don't fall into one of those three categories. So first let's talk about why this sucks. And then we'll talk about why this is good <laughs> because there are Definitely downsides, and there's definitely plus sides. And um, I did run a poll in my in my YouTube community section, and people are very split on this. I'll talk more about that after as well. So first, why does this suck? It feels like Spotify is stealing from the poor to give to the rich, right? It feels like an inverse Robin Hood situation. Um, next, a $10 fine for fraudulent streams isn't really enough to deter major record labels. That's only going to affect indie artists. Record labels don't care about $10. Do we trust Spotify enough to let them classify who makes real music and who makes noise? Now, we'll get into this in the good section, but a little controversial. Uh, indie artists just starting out will feel less motivated to push towards or push forward because it will it'll uh, take them a little while to make any money. They won't have that motivation factor. And then what if they keep raising the threshold over time? These are all valid concerns. I've gotten like 200 comments on the, my, my video and uh, poll about this. I think it might even be more like 300 comments. And these are some of the things that people brought up and they're valid concerns. Um, I see why people feel these. 
And also, like, do we really want a multi-billion dollar company deciding who gets paid and who doesn't? <laughs> are they just going to keep this money instead of giving it to artists? Like, they say they're going to redistribute it, but are they? It's another thing I've heard a lot of people say, like, Spotify is just going to keep it. All right, so let's talk about why these changes are good, because there actually are some good changes. Serious artists will now make more money. And not just major label artists, but anyone that gets over a thousand streams per song per year will make more money, assuming that Spotify is telling the truth about what they're going to do. Spotify is taking the fight against bots and click farms more seriously. Most noise music is designed to just extract money from Spotify and isn't actually art. So before <laughs> I said, who is Spotify to say what's noise and what's music? Most of that noise music they're talking about is literally just white noise and rain sounds designed to extract as much money as humanly possible from the platform. And that's it. I know people that do it. They make a killing. They just crank out like 100 songs a day. It's just an exploit. But there's people, there are there will probably be people screwed along the way just because some music does sound like noise to some people. Next, the artists getting demonetized are only missing out on a couple of dollars per year nothing that they're living on. So they're not missing out on like $100 a year. Uh, maybe in some very, very niche cases where someone has a huge catalog, but almost no one is going to be missing out on actual money that they're living on. Uh, 1,000 streams per year per song is a fairly low bar to hit, and it doesn't take long for indie artists to get there. I'm not a big artist. I have three projects now. I have Andrew Southworth, I have Every Waking Moment, and I have Murder Night. And Across those three projects, like none of them are that big. And across them, none of them are really going to have a problem. There's a couple songs that are going to be affected, but those are ones that really hadn't been marketed anyway. So <laughs> it's I'm, I might miss out on almost no money in this situation. So I'm not particularly concerned. And I'm not that big of an artist. And I, I don't spend as much time on it as a lot of other indie artists. So I'm confident that other people will do better. The next, perhaps this causes artists to be more intentional with their releases and put out better music with a better marketing plan. A lot of artists will just kind of throw out crap just to have crap <laughs> and fill out their catalog. This kind of forces you to be a little bit more strategic. Like, oh, you know, I mean, on one hand, you want to keep releasing music regularly, but also there's a bar. You don't just want to throw crap out there. Um, not saying that you listening because you're putting out a lot of music are doing that, but I'm sure at least one person that's listening to this right now is doing this. So if that's you, you know, think now that strategy is not going to work anymore. You'll have to be a little bit more intentional, maybe improve your craft a bit. Now, people have brought up some crazy scenarios, like what happens if someone has 100 songs with 999 streams per year? They'll be missing out on like 300 plus dollars a year or something. And while that's true, this hypothetical person has much bigger problems in this case. Like nobody taking this seriously should have 100 songs getting less than 1,000 streams per year. And if they do, they messed up or they're just treating this like a hobby. So um, and I, there's not just one person that's brought this up. There's maybe like eight. Eight people have said whether, whether it's 100 songs with 999 a year or 50 songs with 500 streams a year. I've, I've heard this like eight times. And I just don't think this person really exists <laughs> because by the time you've released 50 songs or 100 songs or even 20 songs, um, if you've been taking this seriously from day one, you probably are getting more than 1,000 streams per song. 
like if you've actually been taking this seriously and if your music is actually good. Um, maybe there's some people out there who took breaks and whatever, and now the numbers dip down and they're in that situation. But the vast majority of you are, are not in that situation. <laughs> so, yeah, just wanted to address that one. Um, because think about it, if you have 20 songs, maybe you do have some that are under the threshold. But like you, you probably have some that are getting like 2000 a year. Let's say you're not promoting that much. You maybe have you maybe do have one that gets 800 a year, but then you probably have a bunch that are getting like 100 a year, 50 a year, like something that's almost nothing. You're not going to have this average scenario where you get 100 songs with 999 a year, because if you did, you would just go listen to them all on repeat for for 50 times a day to, to, to get them over the threshold. So now, how should you feel about this? I'm sure you've been listening to this if, if you still have this on and you're kind of wondering, like, what is my perspective about this? And I don't really know, honestly, I, as that's why I had this um, this podcast talk about the, the bad and the good, because I don't really know how I feel about it. You know, as I said, I don't like that they're stealing from the poor and giving to the rich in a way. But also, it kind of does make sense that if people people that are just uploading music for fun or promoting it or uploaded something and abandoned the project entirely, they are just extracting pennies from a system that are just sitting in like a distro kid bank account, not getting cashed out where other serious artists are struggling. Spotify doesn't have too many things they can do. So on that hand, it, it makes sense. But, you know, I, just to give you perspective, I ran a poll on my YouTube channel, as I mentioned earlier, about one third of people absolutely hate this, at least the threshold thing. One third of people love the threshold thing and one third of people were indifferent to it. So basically it's split between hate, indifference and love about equally, um, which is kind of crazy that people are so evenly divided about this. I am very surprised, honestly. It's almost like it's a political thing, right? Um, now, what I would have preferred most, more than anything, is that they just switch to a user-centric royalty model. Because right now, if you're listening to Spotify, most of your money that you pay just goes to Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, Drake, uh, whatever other artists are big right now, even if you don't listen to them, because it's not a user-centric royalty model. A user-centric royalty model would ensure that all of your money goes to the artists you actually listen to. And I think that's the best model. Like, even if I would make less money from it, I'd be fine with that because it just makes so much more sense. And I don't think I would make less money from it. I think a lot of indie artists would probably make more money from it. A lot of major artists would probably make less money from it. And that's probably why we're never going to see a user-centric royalty model because hurts the labels, helps the indies. The labels have a much bigger, what do I want to call it? They have more money in the pile, therefore they have a bigger say over what ends up happening at the platform. So I don't think that'll ever happen, but we'll see. Now, there is actually some precedence for Spotify creating a payment threshold, considering that all these other platforms about to mention also have a payment threshold. One, YouTube. You need 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch time hours every single year to, to monetize your videos. Um, and yeah, right. You can you upload your music to YouTube. You don't get paid anything if you're not using Content ID until you hit those thresholds, and it might take you years to hit those thresholds. Same thing for uh, Instagram thresh, uh, Instagram content, Facebook content, TikTok content. I'm not talking about the audio libraries here. I'm talking about 
the content, if you upload a video to Instagram Reels or Instagram page or your Facebook wall or just regular TikTok video, um, if you're not using your sound in it, you're making nothing, right? If you just upload a video with your sound in it, you make nothing. <laughs> Um, unless you're in their one of their creator programs or whatever they call them nowadays. SoundCloud, they don't pay anything by default. You have to apply to their monetization thing after you hit a certain threshold, or you can like pay for a certain thing they offer. And then once you pay for that, they'll start paying you. AudioMac, you have to have some threshold, like a thousand followers and some amount of listeners. And there's a few other platforms like this, but these are kind of the big ones I could think of. Um, it's new for a straight up music DSP, like Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Deezer. Like this is the first music platform to do it really, except, I mean, SoundCloud and AudioMac, but I don't think anyone has ever considered them real music platforms, but in a way they are. Um, but there is precedence, right? All those platforms will not just pay you for your music. Now, either way, pending mass protests or some type of legal action stopping this, it is what it is. We have to accept it or we have to pull our music from Spotify before the end of the year. If you keep it on there, you are essentially accepting these new terms and you're going to be in the system, <laughs> like getting paid or getting not paid by these new rules. So you know, if you don't like it, pull your music from Spotify, right? I mean, nothing, nothing hurts Spotify more than if there's a mass protest and artists are pulling their music from the platform. Um, I'm not going to be pulling my music from the platform. I might pull whatever songs I have that aren't making royalties. Um, but yeah, you can do that, right? And if, if enough artists do it, maybe it stops the change, right? So consider that. And especially if some big artists do it too. I don't think that'll happen. Um, but, you know, that is a thing you can do. You can choose to take the ethical side and say, I'm not... I'm not going to be part of this. I'm going to have my music everywhere else. And, you know, you in, in this economy, in this world, you vote with your wallet and your action. So feel free to do so. Um, but yeah, I have some new content for you. So if you want to see the video version of this episode, I do have that. I don't go on as long of a uh, information or my thoughts on things in the video, but I show some of the article where I originally found this information um, another new video is TikTok just added a new feature where users can save songs in TikTok videos directly to Spotify, uh, Apple Music, or Amazon. And by the way, you can find the links to these videos if you click in the show notes below. Um, next one, I spoke with Cassie Petrie, founder of Crowd CrowdSurf, excuse me, who has worked on marketing campaigns for the Backstreet Boys, Camila Cabello, Camila Cabello, uh, Paramore, Nickelback, and then more. Uh, some news, YouTube has launched an AI vocal clone of, of Superstar feature for YouTube shorts. So meaning like you can make yourself sound like a superstar artist using AI, which is cool. But on the same token, they've made it so that all AI content is clearly marked on their platform, which is nice. TikTok launched that new add to music app feature to easily save your or easily save music to Spotify, Apple Music or Amazon Music account. Uh, the country of Nepal has banned TikTok, just like India, and I think maybe there's been others. Taylor Swift is Apple Music's Artist of the Year for 2023. Not too surprised there, because Taylor Swift is massive. <laughs> uh, SiriusXM launches a $9.99 per month Spotify challenger, so another company is entering the midst. And the quote of the week is by Maynard James Keenan. If you don't know, that's a singer of Tool and A Perfect Circle and Pussifer, and he makes wine and stuff. Um, life is too short not to create something with every breath we draw.
Anyways, thank you very much for listening. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, go to musicmarketingmonday.com. My name's Andrew Southworth. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.